Casey Young is a registered dietitian and certified personal trainer with over 16 years experience in the health and nutrition field. Casey's passion lies in helping women become healthier and happier versions of themselves. She was inspired to start her private practice a year and a half ago after seeing so many women struggle with making sustainable lifestyle change. Since then, she has helped dozens of her clients reach their health and fitness goals by providing guidance, support, and accountability. Casey specializes in working with busy moms desiring weight loss and improved body composition. She helps her clients make changes to their diet and incorporate strength training so they can become more fit, lose weight, gain confidence, and have more energy for their families. Casey is married and a mom of three active boys. She is a self-proclaimed fitness fanatic and enjoys running, biking, and strength training. So nice to have you here, Casey. Welcome to the Dietitian Boss Podcast. Can you let our listeners know where they can find you? Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Rebecca. I'm excited to be here today. Uh, yes, the listeners can find me on Instagram at fit.nutritionist and then also on Facebook at fit.strongnutritionist on Facebook. Great. Uh, I also have a website and uh, you can go to inspirehw.com to find more information. Thank you. I can't wait to check all of that out. I would love to talk to you about your nutrition philosophy. It sounds a little bit unique. Yeah, I am. I'm always happy to talk about nutrition and my philosophy. Basically, what I try to do with my clients and what I really believe really helps them is to help them learn that anything that they're trying to make changes with, with their nutrition, if it's not going to be long-term and sustainable, they're kind of just wasting their time. So if they come to me and they say they want to lose weight, they want to get fit, they want to shift their body composition, we're going to look at ways that they can do that, but that aren't just going to be a quick temporary fix. So I do a lot of teaching and a lot of educating, and I try to help them understand the different types of foods and, and how they're used by their body. And a big component of what I do with my ladies is encourage them to do strength training. And so we talk a lot about the specifics of protein and how important that is, meeting their calorie deficit for their weight loss, but also making sure that they're hitting some of those macronutrients. And so, you know, I just try to get them to learn how to work with that and increase that awareness as they are working towards their goals. I love that. And how do you feel about foods being off limit? Yeah, well, I like to tell them, you know, if you want to skip the dessert here and there, that's probably a good idea to help you meet your calorie deficit. But if you think you're never going to eat a piece of cake again, or you're never going to eat those potato chips once in a while, I'd rather have you start to learn how to incorporate that and work that into your meal plan now, rather than think of it as like just an off limits kind of food. And then they really don't learn how to deal to work that in and to be comfortable around those foods. So I definitely recommend having those foods on occasion, enjoying them as a treat, thinking about being more mindful when they're eating those foods. So it's not just, you know, that mindless eating that they're consuming high levels of calories, but that they're really concentrating on it and enjoying it when they do eat those foods. And I think that can make a big difference as well. But yeah, I definitely, you know, no foods are off limits for my clients. And sometimes they're surprised at that because <laughs> they're like, well, you're the dietitian. I can't believe you're telling me it's okay to eat a piece of cake or it's okay to have a cookie. And, 
it's like, yeah, it, it is. It can fit in that your calorie budget is that. It's a budget. I always tell them, you know, how do you want to spend your calorie budget? And if you want to put a cookie in your budget, go ahead. You may have to give or take a little here and there to make that fit. But in the big scheme of things, it's totally okay. I love that philosophy. We're not the food police. Correct. <laughs> exactly. That's a great way to work with your clients. How do you approach goals in your business? Yeah, so that's a good question. It's funny because I was, you know, doing a little bit of reflecting, preparing for this podcast. And when I started my business, I don't know that I really had which sounds so funny, but it's just like, well, I just know I want to help some people and I think I can kind of do this and you just kind of just get rolling with it. And I'd say it probably wasn't until about six or seven months ago, right around the first of the year where I started really seeing myself being able to, to go somewhere with my business. And now I do have goals and where before I was previously happy with any client that I got or any sale that I got, you know, now it's more focused of expanding and growing. And I did uh, last year do some work to include um, some training for myself to become a certified personal trainer because the fitness piece is such a thing that I am so very passionate about. And I knew that I could better help my clients uh, with their nutrition and their overall goals if I had more education in that, in that realm. So I did become a certified personal trainer last year. So that was a big goal that I had last year. And then now just kind of trying to incorporate those services into, you know, meeting a nice wide range of my clients needs, just not just with the nutrition, with the fitness piece as well. And then overall, you know, I'm, I'm just more focused on outcomes now rather than just like, oh, I got a client. Uh, it's, you know, what are the outcomes of the clients that I'm getting and setting some goals for myself as far as uh, numbers and, you know, monetary goals and, and better about doing that now that I'm a little bit more into it. That's exciting. It's funny how mm-hmm. we're so good at setting goals sometimes for our clients and not for our business. True. Very true. (laughs) So can you talk about your journey with starting and growing your business? Yeah, absolutely. So it's funny because I've listened to a lot of the podcasts with other dietitian bosses on, and it it sounds like for a lot of them, they've had a goal for a really long time. Like I want to work for myself and I want to have my own business. And honestly, when I first started out in the field, that was not at all on my radar. And, and I've been a dietitian for a long time now, going on about 15 years. So I've been in different you know, settings in my career. But I'd say it probably was just in the last three to four years. In my most recent position, I work clinical in a primary care office. And I'm still holding that job. I'm working part-time right now. But I was doing diabetes education, and I'm doing uh, weight management with some of my clients or patients in the clinic. And I just saw a really big need for more connection with these patients. And we'd have a really good first visit. And then I'd say, okay, I'll see you later. Or they they didn't have the insurance coverage to come back and see me. Or, okay, let's see you in a month or two. And I felt like, gosh, if they just had a little bit more accountability and support in that first month or two, I think they could be a lot more successful. So that's kind of where my idea started. And, and it was just a little idea for a little while. And, <laughs> and then you get a little bit you know, braver and you think, well, 
why not? Why don't I just give this a try? And, and so I did. I started uh, January 1st, which is, you know, kind of a good time to kick off a, a weight loss business if, if you're ever going to do that in 2019, so about a year and a half ago. And I basically put a Facebook page together. I had a little flyer. I ordered some business cards and I just started posting on Facebook and grew from there. That's amazing. So first of all, yeah, I'm hearing that you were in clinical and you really didn't initially plan on becoming a dietitian boss, but you were frustrated with the limitations of how much you could follow up with your patients and offer them what they needed to actually have long-term success. Exactly. And, and another big piece of that too, Rebecca, was I would see a lot of patients who didn't necessarily want to see me. <laughs> they would see me because their doctor told them that they had to, or they guilted them into coming to see me for diabetes or different you know, nutritional concerns. But when I got that patient who actually requested to see the dietitian, I mean, the changes were phenomenal. They, they were motivated. They saw success because it was within them that they wanted that change. So that, again, that just kind of spurred that thought of like, wow, if I actually had clients coming to me that want to do this, look how much more successful they can be. And it's just a lot more fun to help them get there and to see that success when, when they're wanting it themselves. That's such an important point about being a dietitian boss is mm-hmm. to choose who you work with and having clients that actually are interested in your services and motivated to work with you and do the things you're suggesting. It's amazing, isn't it? Exactly. Yes. Right. Because in the clinic setting, we see a wide range of, of patients and different conditions. And, you know, we kind of just have to be that jack of all trade where we kind of all have that little niche where we feel more comfortable and and more confident and what we enjoy talking about more. So with my own business, that's exactly what I get to do. I love that you started with a Facebook page and a flyer. That is amazing because everyone's going, well, I need to have a website. We're all perfectionists. I need to have a website and all the things all set up and a payment system and et cetera, et cetera. And you were like, Facebook page and a flyer. I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I think I used to be that person that needed to have everything put together, but I think having three children just, you know, cancels all of that out. Three boys at that. So I just was like, whatever, I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to start and see what happens. And I am so glad I did because even within that first few months, there was so much that I was learning and I don't know that I ever would have been completely ready to take off and do it if I had waited for everything to fall into place. I remember someone asked me, well, can I pay you electronically? Because I was just seeing local clients when I started and they said, well, I'll figure it out, <laughs> you know? And so I'm like, I'll get on PayPal and I'll figure it out. And, and I did. And without that, like, having to get that figured out so I could get that payment, uh, you know, it probably wasn't going to be a pressing priority for me. So yeah, you just kind of get baptized by fire. You learn on the fly, you make it work. They could tell you make it <laughs> all those things. So I love that. That is the best advice. Just fake it till you make it. Just hit yeah. go, go for it. Well, and, and I will say like, 
I know that I, I had the skills to help these people. Like I could, I could help my clients. Like I, I knew what I was talking about in the nutrition piece. It was all that other stuff that goes with it that I didn't really know how to do, but learned as I went. So, you know, I think the biggest piece is the service that you're offering for that, that client and helping to them to get those outcomes that they want to achieve and all the little details, you know, we can figure that out as we go. I love it. So what ultimately allowed you to get clear on your niche or your ideal client? Yeah. So, I mean, I started Libby's program about two months ago and definitely that was some huge clarity that came along with some of the exercises and things that we did in the program to help me get very clear and specific on who I wanted to work with. However, I had had some experience with working with clients prior to coming into the program. So I kind of knew who I liked working with. And I hate to say it that way, but you know, those specific clients that you connect with for one, that you know, their challenges and you know, their barriers and that you've seen other clients like them have success and you've been able to help them navigate that. So I think I was kind of narrowing in on who I wanted to work with. And I kind of had that person in mind. But definitely through, you know, the exercises that we do in the program and Libby really encourages us to get very clear and specific on who we're talking to. So that definitely defined that even more so than I had been, than I had it previously. So what is your current niche? I work with moms busy moms. So I have a lot of clients who, you know, are nurses or in like a high demand kind of like don't take a lot of time for themselves kind of positions. They've got young children. They, you know, maybe have just a lot of outside responsibilities on top of their job, you know, usually working full time and they have just not given themselves time over the last however many years that they've been having and taking care of babies. And I see a lot of myself in that ideal client, right? Because I have three children and there was that time in my early 30s where things were just a blur. And I feel like I can relate in a lot of ways to that ideal client and empathize with what they're going through. But but definitely that working mom who's busy, who, you know, gets home at five o'clock and doesn't really know what she is serving for dinner that night. She's struggling to do the meal planning. She's struggling to fit her exercise in. And she just is not confident in who she is. She kind of misses that confident person prior to having those children or, you know, not having that time for herself right now. I love that. That's very clear. So what has changed in your business or marketing now that you have that clarity? What did the process look like for you? Yeah. So now that I have that clarity, I am, I'm no longer, you know, just putting out there general nutrition information. I'm trying to change my messages and my posts so that I am very clear to solving that problem for that ideal client. I'm focused on, you know, what her pains are and what her problems are and what her limitations are and her barriers and challenges. And I'm trying to show that solution that she can achieve what she wants to achieve with those barriers in place. We can work around them. So definitely much more clear and specific to that ideal client and no more like bag and general kind of <laughs> post, just grasping at all ends of nutrition uh, is that's kind of just gone away. 
Yeah, so I hear you saying it used to be just sort of general nutrition information, and now it's really targeting the pain points and the challenges that your clients are facing, so you're addressing and helping them specifically. Absolutely. Right. Right. Yeah, and I used to have this thing of like, well, I can't talk about that because I posted about that last week, even though that's like the exact opposite. What I've learned within the program is people need to hear these messages more than once. And I think I was just stretching myself like, well, I already said that now maybe I'm going to talk about this. And now I'm going to, you know, go over here and talk about, you know, this nutrition topic where now it's just, I'm kind of just keeping the same topics and the same focus on my posts. And it's just so funny to see the response that people, they appreciate that. And they're still interested in what I'm saying, even though I feel like I'm saying the same thing over and over, they're getting that message and they're learning from the content that I'm putting out, which is pretty cool. I love that. So don't be afraid to kind of reframe, reuse what's working and people need to hear things more than once. Definitely. And in fact, it's been life-changing, I'd say, in a way, because I have reposted posts that I've done before. And, you know, it may have been like a month or two ago, but in my head, I'm like, well, someone's going to remember that. It's like, no one's going to remember the exact post that I put out there. If it still connects with them and they still see that I'm helping them solve that problem, they're, they're still going to be interested in it. So reusing, you know, some of my own material. Uh, one of my favorite things that I've learned from the program is featuring other dietitian bosses, you know, my colleagues who are putting out great content. It's like, I can feature their posts and, and that's totally okay. And they're excited that I've done that. And so it just kind of enhances my feed and kind of showing some different strengths from some of the other bosses that I can highlight on my page. That's been, that's been a game changer too, because there are some common themes with some of my colleagues out there and, and we're all kind of happy to share that information with each other. It's so great. And kind of instead of looking at other dietitians like competition, realizing that there's, there's totally enough people out there that need all of our help, that they're just mm-hmm. kind of connect with who they connect with. And we don't have to be afraid to share the information that each other are putting out there. Recreate the wheel. Right. Yeah, that support is, has been really awesome to see in the Facebook group and in our calls. And you know, I'm going to really miss that when the program is done because it's been very helpful and just makes you feel like you're not alone. You're not on your own little island where I was prior to the program. Definitely on my own little island. <laughs> it's great, isn't it? That's that support mm-hmm. in the program is amazing. And Libby's community, even just keeping in touch on Instagram and keeping mm-hmm. in touch with other dietitians that are working with Libby, it's a great, supportive, amazing market of dietitians. Yeah, it's wonderful. So how are you using Instagram to market and sell? So I'm continuing to post regularly. I post almost daily. Um, That's my goal is to pretty much hit a post up every single day because I feel like with every post I put up there, I get new followers or I get some interaction. So it's just really helping me to grow my Instagram. I'm using messages in my stories. I'm using a hard call to action in every single post, every single caption that I wasn't necessarily doing before. I'm being very clear that um, I'm accepting new clients. So apply to work with me, which is something that I wasn't really comfortable or didn't even know that I should be saying before the program. And then another big thing that I do to uh, market and sell on Instagram is I promote outcomes and not services. And this was a big mindset shift for me before it was just all about my services and here's what I offer. And now 
I understand the importance of talking about that outcome. And I was getting them. I was, I was getting the outcomes with the clients I was already working with, but I wasn't sharing it in a way that people were kind of jumping on to my services because of that. That is gold. two things that are gold right there. You just <laughs> call to action in every caption, like letting people know that you are available to work with them mm-hmm. is key. And it's a thing that a lot of us are afraid to do, or I think we miss. Mm-hmm. And all yeah, definitely. I, I don't know why. I guess it just seems so simple and basic, but you know, I think not having a marketing background, not having much of a business background and, you know, not wanting to like offend people when I feel like I'm being too pushy, you know, it's like, but that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to sell my services and help people, of course, but in a way that we, I can, I can get them in as clients. So um, yeah, it just makes a lot of sense. Like, Hey, apply to work with me. And it's, it doesn't, you know, might not come across to them as that's pushy, but initially it was, it felt that way for me. Right. So many of us like afraid to sound salesy and we're trying to help them. And then we're just afraid to say, Hey, and by the way, I can help you more by working with you privately or in my group. And it's so important to let them know that because we're actually jipping them if we don't let them know that. Exactly. And, and the cool thing is too, that I feel so confident in the services that I offer because I've seen the success that my clients have had. So you know, that mindset shift has, has come, but it's also come because of that increase in confidence. Like I know I can help them. So, right. I feel like if I don't tell you that I can help you with this awesome service, I am not helping you at all. So it's kind of exciting to see that confidence grow in myself and in my services. And I feel then it becomes a lot less salesy because I really believe in what I am talking about and what I'm trying to do with my clients. So true. And then Mm -hmm. also you said promoting outcomes, not services. And a lot of us want to tell everyone like exactly how we work with people and what they really want to know is just like, what's the outcome? How are we going to end up helping them? Yeah. Like like mind blown when I, you know, learned this concept because I just thought, well, people want to know all the details of like, how many times am I going to reach out to them? And you know, what is the time frame going to look like? And, and I get that now that's not what's going to sell them the program. If I can tell them I can help them and get them the outcome that they want, they will be like, where do I sign or how high do I need to jump? You know, like tell me what to do and I will do it. So it makes a lot of sense to me now where Yeah, I I didn't have that look at it prior to working in the program. So we've talked a little bit about this, but uh, can you tell me more about your process for creating Instagram content? Sure. So I try to generate content now based on my ideal client's needs. I do, with Libby's method, what she suggests is review your top performing posts, go back and look at what has worked well and basically try to recreate them. So again, that's like a a novel concept to me. Like I didn't realize I should be saying the same kinds of messages over and over again. So that is, that's kind of what I try to do. I use messages and problems from current clients to get ideas for content. So people that I'm working with, what are their challenges and what are their barriers, right? Because they're my ideal client. So I've got that firsthand experience to work with them. I do post daily, so I do try to do some batch content, so I have something to pull from every day. 
But as I mentioned, I'm still working in the clinic and I have three active boys. So this past five months of everyone being home all the time has been uh, a challenge as far as, you know, dedicating my time to spend on, on the work that I need to do. But they're going back to school tomorrow. So <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> that will help free up some time. But, you know, just trying to carve out that time to do the posts in a little bit more of a batch format has been very helpful. Some of the tips and tricks I've learned in the program with, uh, I was using Canva prior to the program, but I've just learned a lot more where I feel like it's just easier and quicker to work in that program now to put the posts out. And just the support that I've gotten from, you know, the feedback that I've gotten from the program from the instructors has been very helpful in guiding my content and helping to, you know, understand what messages I need to be putting out there. Love it. So the support yeah. program teaching you how to kind of batch and how to use Canva in the most efficient way and how to repurpose <laughs> and how to figure out which things are working mm -hmm. is super important. Absolutely. Yeah. Instead of, like I said, every day, just kind of, well, what should I post about today? How am I looking, you know, being inspired and, and what's inspiring me, but not necessarily what's important to my ideal client. So yeah, it definitely was a big, a big shift. I think I've heard that several times, you know, you post, get rid of the vanity, you know, you don't look at those vanity metrics. It's not about the likes. It's about what is connecting your ideal client to your service and how to draw them in by showing them that you can solve their biggest problem. And it's not always the post that gets the most likes that brings that client to you. So true. Mm -hmm. Losing the focus on the vanity metrics and focusing <laughs> on what's actually connecting with your ideal client is an amazing. Mm -hmm. So what has been your biggest struggle when it comes to getting clients from Instagram and how did you turn that around? Yeah. So like I said, I, I started with the Facebook more. So I had more of an audience on my Facebook page. And so it's been a goal of mine uh, since the beginning of the year to try to grow my Instagram followers so I could actually get some, you know, potential clients. So it was difficult to do that, like my, my growth was very slow when my messages were vague. <laughs> and so I've noticed since I've been able to get clearer on my messaging with my content, the followers that I'm getting who appear to be my ideal clients or, you know, somewhat related to my ideal client, I'm getting more of those as time goes on. So I think I do use Facebook a lot. Like I continue to use Facebook and that has been a, a big referral source for my clients, but I am starting to see more engagement and more potential clients coming from Instagram as well. And I do see that shifting. I feel like the need is there. Like it's there and Instagram is just going to take me a little bit more time to continue to build that audience. And I feel like maybe a year from now, I'm going to get, be getting more of my clients coming from Instagram versus Facebook. I did the same thing and... <laughs> I found that using Libby's tips on becoming, like you said, more clear in your posts, mm -hmm. and posting those on Facebook as well and becoming more clear in my Facebook, I think I'm getting leads from both places mm -hmm. and it's, it's helping overall just because the message is clear. You can kind of use it anywhere that you're posting. Right. Yeah, and actually, I had a, a call with a with a new client who's starting with me later this week. Uh, I spoke with her last week, and she said, "I, you know, 
I saw one of your posts and it just, it just clicked with me, you know? So I was like, Oh my goodness, because she is like my ideal client and she was already following me on Facebook. But the way that I kind of transferred that message and, you know, made it more specific to what she was looking for. That's what made her reach out to me and she's going to start working with me. So it was just really cool to hear her say that. Yay. Yay. <laughs> And that's what it's all about. And that's when you know you're doing the right thing is when that perfect client says, I really connected with what you posted. And that's why. I yeah, absolutely. Great. So with respect to your offer, what has been the biggest challenge and what has been surprisingly easier than you expected? Oh, so all I can say is when I started the program two months ago, I had so many offers. <laughs> I, well, like I said, I expanded my services. I'm a certified personal trainer. So I was doing personal training. I was doing virtual fitness. I was doing one month packages, three month packages, a whole bunch of stuff and everything was on my website. And it was probably just so incredibly overwhelming to any potential client that went to my website. They were probably just like, I have no idea <laughs> what I should even do looks like she can help me, but I am a little afraid of, you know, being overwhelmed here. So I have definitely gotten very much more narrow in the services that I offer. And I did find that to be a little bit challenging because I thought, well, some people don't want to go in a group and some people want a three month program. But what I kind of realized is I can still offer a variety of things, but I don't have to talk about all those things. And the key is to get that person on the phone with me and then figure out what their biggest need is and then direct them to that service that I know I can offer. So that's kind of what I've been doing. So that was a little challenging to narrow that down. And then the biggest thing that was, well, maybe challenging and easy, but I really had a, a tough time shifting my mindset around my pricing. And I got over that and then it became surprisingly easier than what I thought it would be. And I realized that I was offering way more of a service than what I was charging for. And now that I look back on that, I am just so very glad that I was able to get over that hump, so to speak, and was able to be okay with charging that price and realizing that people are willing to pay it because it is a very valuable service. And so I'm super excited about it. I love hearing how it's so obvious that you have become just really clear and confident in your offer and that you can provide value and that you're actually worth these higher price points because you're just claiming your worth. And I love to hear that. Yeah. And I think that it just gets easier with time, right? That confidence comes with every sale that you make. And then the confidence comes with seeing the outcomes that I can get for those clients. Because like I said, it's, it, that confidence comes through in my sales. Like I know I can get you these outcomes and work with me and we'll get you there. And that's what people want to hear. And that's what they're willing to pay for. So related to that, how do you approach sales now versus when you first started your business? Oh yeah. So <laughs> way different now. Before, and, and like I said, Facebook was my biggest social media platform. So before on every post, I would say, 
here's my website, check out my services here. And I would list my website. And then, like I said, if they actually clicked on the link, it would bring them to this page of just a whole bunch of different kinds of services. And so I was really directing the client to my website to view my services and then relying on them to tell me what they wanted. And now that's all different because I use the apply to work with me method. I have just a quick five question, four or five question piece on my website. So when they click on my website, they apply to work with me, they fill out that questionnaire. They tell me a little bit about themselves as far as their biggest struggle and what they're hoping to accomplish. And then I get them on the phone <laughs> and then I can talk with them about that struggle and those challenges. And then I can basically tell them how I can help them accomplish that. And I never would have made that connection or known how to do that until I started this program. Um, and it makes sense to me now and it's working well now. But previously it was just like, well, here's my services. Go check it out and let me know. <laughs> so it's very, very different from when I started. I love that. So getting them on the phone and then really honing in on like what their problem is and how you can best help them. Yep, absolutely. So now that you have goals for your business, can you talk about money? Like how much have you made and what's your next goal? Yeah. So that's so interesting because I, I actually did have goals for myself for this 2020. And last year at this time, I wasn't even really tracking my income, which sounds just silly, but I wasn't because I was just excited anytime I got that little bit of money and I would be, I would be happy with it. So at the beginning of the year, I thought, you know, this seems like it's starting to make, you know, make some headway, gaining some steam here. I think that I can make a thousand dollars a month. And that was my goal for myself. I'm going to make a thousand dollars a month every month. And I'm going to, you know, hit $12,000 for the year. And I was going to be happy with that. And early in the year, I kind of had some success with some fitness things that I was doing. And suddenly that number started to just really grow. And I had a, a pretty decent month. And so since then, I was trying to like catch that month. And I almost hit it last month. And then in August, I said, you know what, I am going to hit my goal. I've got some really cool things going on. I raised my prices. I had some group offerings. And I was very, very confident that I was going to reach my goal. And I did. And then since then, I have actually more than, well, yeah, more than doubled my original all-time goal. So I am proud to say that I have made over $6,000 in the month of August. And that is like a number I had no idea that I could even reach. That is amazing. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you dietitian boss. Yes. <laughs> yeah, honestly, considering that was like half of what I thought I was going to accomplish for the entire year. And I brought that in in a month. I'm just really excited about where I'm headed. So that's amazing. Thanks. So how do you feel about showing your face and how has this evolved with practice? I actually think I was doing a pretty decent job showing my face prior to the program. I had gotten some advice from a friend that had, you know, basically told me like, you need to be on there. You need to be talking. You need to be, you know, people need to connect with you. And so I, I think that helped me early on connect with my potential clients and, and actually get some sales rolling. But since I started the program, I definitely have shifted to doing more of that. And then my message has changed. 
So I'm talking more about, again, about the outcomes that I'm getting with my clients and versus the services or the vague things, you know, related to nutrition. But I'm definitely still trying to provide some education in my stories and in my posts and showing my face that way. But it is definitely more outcome focused. And now it's just like, no big deal. I just show my face all the time and it's, it's fine. <laughs> so it's become even more targeted and even more comfortable as you've practiced. Yes, absolutely. Yep. So what advice would you give someone just starting out? Oh, so like I did, just go for it. Get started. You do not need a whole lot of things in place before you get started. And don't be afraid to take that first step and put yourself out there because there are so many people who want your service and the details will iron out. You know, you'll figure it out. As dietitians, we're trained to help people with their nutrition and we can do that. It's just those little pieces that sometimes need to come together when you're doing that in your own business. And I think you just need to start. And I kind of was thinking like, gosh, I know I wish I had done this program sooner, Libby's program sooner, but I feel like when I had first started, like, I'm kind of glad I had that little bit of experience, you know, even if it had just been three months just to try to figure things out on my own, because I learned a lot just being, like I said, baptized by fire, you got to figure it out. But I definitely can see the value in the coaching program that I've been involved in. And I'm kind of like, shoot, I wish I had done this, you know, maybe back close to the beginning of the year, February or March, and I didn't get started with it until June. And so if anyone is considering, you know, using a coaching program, Libby's program has been awesome. And I would say without a doubt, definitely uh, recommend it to anyone who's considering it. Yes, me too. I thought, oh, I know all the things. What can I learn? And it was just so, so amazing how much I learned about what I could do better. Exactly. Yeah. And, and probably like many that are listening to the podcast right now, you know, I, I spent my quarantine days back in April. Like I think I found Libby maybe March, April and started following or listening to her podcast. And so I was picking up tips and tricks and I was starting to implement them um, in my own Instagram feed. And I actually was seeing some results and I thought, Oh, you know, this, this seems to be working. I, I think I'm just going to keep, keep doing this on my own. And then I just kind of got to a point where I'm like, you know what, like, this seems to be working. Like she knows what she's talking about. So I'm going to hop on board. And I, I kind of just took a big leap of faith. Uh, it was, you know, a big decision, but I'm glad that I did it. Yes, me too. I learned a lot more than I, than I thought I might. So mm-hmm. if you're thinking about coaching, I can't recommend it enough as well. Just get started as one and get some guidance and help so that you don't have to figure it all out by yourself. Right. And and then again, like we mentioned too, the support of the other dietitians in the program has been hugely helpful because we're kind of all in that same place, right? Like we're trying to grow our business. We're learning and I've learned a ton from the other people in the program, which is so cool because now I'm offering group nutrition support for my own clients. And I see that same thing. Like they're learning a lot from each other, not just me as the expert. They're gaining that support and they're learning in that way. And so it's just kind of neat to see that I actually get to get that from this program as well. Yeah, I love that. So what is next for you and your business? Oh, well, I would love to have another month like I had in August. (laughs) I think, you know, higher income goals is a big thing for me. I think I'm going to continue to try to 
expand my reach and push my services to where I think I can go. I've started a, the virtual fitness piece over the last six months, and I see that having a lot of potential. So I'm really excited about offering that in addition to my nutrition coaching as that package. So I feel like when I have clients that uh, come to me who want to lose weight, right? It's kind of like they get both ends of it. They're coming from me for the fitness and the nutrition piece, which is important. So I'm looking forward to expanding more growth. I, you know, have some thoughts that maybe I could reduce hours in my clinical job and maybe potentially walk away depending on what happens. So that's the ultimate goal. And I'm confident I'll get there. I am too. Congratulations. I love that. Thanks. Tell everyone again where they can reach out to you and find you so that they can uh, help support you and you can help support them in our wonderful community. Yes, absolutely. So on Instagram, I am fit.nutritionist. And on Facebook, I am fit.strong.nutritionist. And my website is inspirehw.com. Thank you so much for joining, Casey. This has been so fun to have you. And I'm sure that all the dietitian bosses listening are going to be super inspired and learned a lot from listening. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's been fun. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.